0: Welcome to the PeaceWorks Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Moles. I'm a pastor and biblical counselor who helps churches and families confront the evil of domestic violence and promote healthy, God-honoring relationships. And welcome back to the PeaceWorks Podcast, everyone. There's no commercial today. There's no Reminder to join our membership or to check out our resources. Today, we're just going to talk about grief. At the time of this recording, uh, many of us in the work, in particular those of us who intersect a very unique place in the world, God has graciously called us and equipped us and drawn us into unique cross-section of serving victims of domestic abuse and sexual assault, confronting abusers with the gospel of Jesus Christ from a very biblical, scripturally-based position. Some would call us biblical counselors, some would call us Christian counselors, some would call us interventionists, but there is a small tribe, a very unique group, a growing tribe by God's grace, Of people who have put some aspects of their life on the shelf, have taken their own hurt and their own suffering, their own experiences, their own expertise and skills, and they have committed themselves to a calling to serve people who are suffering under the weight of abuse and to call people to account that are contributing, who are causing the hurt. I bring this up because at the time of this recording, that tribe. That small, precious group of people are hurting. They're grieving. We received word um, a week ago that one of our own had suddenly passed away. Not due to violence or circumstances that would warrant our expertise. but through what is ultimately providential, but mysterious, sudden loss. Those of us who loved her, loved each other, were met with the realities that life um, will ultimately end in death. And you might be like I have been, for the last week, processing that along with me and, and quoting 1 Thessalonians 4.13 back to me. I've quoted it to myself several times when Paul tells his people that I don't want you to grieve like the rest, like those who have no hope. I think those have been the encouragements that we've been able to give each other over the last week that we don't grieve as those who have no hope. We are confident where our friend is. We are assured as to how the gospel has worked in her life. We've seen the evidence of such. And so we grieve, but we grieve with hope. And that's what I want to talk about today. I don't want to give personal information. I don't want to intrude upon the family who is hurting far more than any of us are hurting. But I want to honor my friend. And I want people in the work to know that it's okay to hurt. And that if you're going to be in this work for any amount of time, you are going to grieve loss. In fact, the very nature of, of the work that we do, takes into account, maybe even assumes, loss, the feelings of failure and hopelessness, mystery. And so those of you who know, know, we honor our friend, gifted counselor, advocate, Powerful force, <laughs> strong, confident, shaped by the grace of God and the hard experiences of life. So from those of us at PeaceWorks, we'll miss you. We'll miss seeing you at events. We'll miss the ways in which you helped serve so well. Until we meet again, we love you. Grieving, loss, hope, these are part of our experience as believers. The verse I mentioned earlier, Paul said, I don't want you to be ignorant. In other words, I don't want you to live in the unknown of hurt and loss, brothers and sisters. Concerning those who fall asleep, those who are no longer present with us. And that's when he says that you're not going to grieve like the rest. As those without hope. So if you're engaged in domestic abuse work. If you are trodging along like so many have. You already know. The power of loss. But I want to highlight for maybe those of you who are considering getting in the work, maybe those of you who are new to the work, what I think maybe my friend would want you to know as well, that in the deep losses that you'll experience, there is a hope and a life that must be ever present. I think my friend embodied that in the darkest, despairing, right in the face of wickedness. She was quick to laugh, quick to hug, quick to dance, quick to crack a joke. Because in the middle of pain, in the middle of loss, in the middle of hurt, we can't forget that we're alive, that we're here that we're present, and we get to be present with people in their pain, and sometimes we get to be um, a representative of that light in the darkness. We get to, in many ways, incarnate the gospel into their own experience, and, and you will have so many opportunities if you continue in this work. So what are some of the ways that, that you may experience loss? some of the ways in which God may ask you to grieve well, to grieve as someone with hope. Well, certainly there will be times like the one we're talking about where you lose a friend or a colleague, someone that you can't imagine doing the work without. And yet in God's timing and his providence and by his grace, that is a task that you're now being asked to undertake. And I guess for me, friends, it, has really challenged me to, to answer the call to say, the work will now be harder, but the work is still worth doing. And the legacy that my friend leaves behind is one that we get to continue to participate in until we're together again in heaven. Second, you'll experience loss in the form of victims. I wish it never happened. I wish and I hope and I pray that I'll never experience it again. And I know there are people listening to this podcast who are saying, yes, Lord, please. But If you do this work long enough and you engage with this work significantly, there's a good chance that you will lose a victim, perhaps by their own hand as they have made the decision that they can't continue, choose to take their own life, or through the devastating realities of domestic homicide, which is a real threat to victims, something that victims know all too well, advocates know all too well. Uh, Many of us in ministry, I don't think, understand the significant threat that victims of domestic violence face, but it's possible that You'll conduct a funeral service if you're a pastor like me, or you'll attend a celebration of life of a victim who has lost their life at the hands of their abuser. And that's a very difficult loss. It's difficult to answer the questions that most loss brings, but it's a real possibility. Or perhaps losing a victim... the long-term effects of physical assault, or sometimes even more devastating, friends, the long-term effects of emotional and mental assault that leave them hurting and in long-term pain and suffering. You might not believe that this one is significant, You, you might have a high sense of justice and wonder where I'm going with this one, but if you stay in this work long enough, you'll also lose perpetrators. And maybe, maybe some can rejoice in loss. I'm not one of those people. The times in which I have lost abusers by their own hand or by the hands of someone else, or through recklessness, destructive behavior, or uh, self-destruction, are no less easy to deal with. They're 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 not somehow easier because of the the shame and the sin that that person carried. in, in some ways, they're more devastating. The same hope that grants me this security of seeing my friend again of often. Recognizing the grace of God in the loss of a victim is the same hope that brings me to my knees in many ways when a perpetrator dies. In particular, someone who's remained unrepentant and obstinate. But I guess beyond death even, all of us will experience losses of support All those who've been in the work for a significant time will say, "Amen." This is a lonely work. Put time and energy and content and effort into helping individuals, and sometimes they choose not to listen to your advice. Sometimes the very church in which you're trying to support and love people chooses they don't to not be involved any longer. Or to not believe what they're hearing, or to run in contrast to what you're advising. It's okay to mourn that loss as well. You know, Jesus told us that he came to give us life and life more abundantly, but that the thief comes to kill and to steal and to destroy. And there are many times in which we. As helpers, find ourselves among the collateral damage of all the things that the enemy has attempted to tear down. It's okay to mourn and grieve those losses. Loss of a church family, loss of support. And then sometimes the loss of self. This is something that we all need reminders of. We all need the occasional hug from a colleague or a friend, a peer. We all need the occasional word of encouragement because in this work, you can lose yourself. You can find your, your identity in being a helper rather than being um, a person that God has called into this work, rather than being God's type of person or being a child of God. We can begin to find our identity and our significance in how our victims are served and how perpetrators are held accountable. There are so many aspects in which God has graciously given you and I opportunities to grieve. And that's a real blessing. It is. Oh, my heart screams to talk to my friend. I, I long to see my other friends in the work. Just to tell them that I love them, to let them know that I appreciate them. But my heart also rejoices again that I don't have to grieve as those without hope. That my grief is a real reminder of how impactful that life was, how impactful each victim that we work with is, how important every conversation with an abuser is, how essential every church can be in this work, how central my identity in Christ really is. You see, grief and loss can push us to despair, or they can push us to dependence. So, friends, you will experience loss in this work. You will experience times in deep grief in this work. Would you allow it to draw you into deeper, more prayerful dependence upon the Savior and less into despair? Because, again, last time, I promise, we are not of those without hope. We have a hope. And his name is Jesus. Thank you for joining me. On today's podcast. Thank you for. Sticking it out to the end. Thank you for allowing me. To openly. Grieve and hurt with you. You are so valuable to this work. You are so central. To the things. That we do. And you are are loved and valued. Thank you for being part of this larger community, this larger work. May you too live as those with hope. And as you experience grief and loss in this work, may you turn in more deeper prayerful dependence to the Savior. God bless you guys.